Uh, let's continue our series that we started uh, uh, last week, Advent, the, the gifts of Jesus. We talked about hope last week. Today we're going to be talking about the gift of love um, that comes because Jesus came, the Advent. Um, let's start with a, a scripture, 1 John 3, verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. You know, most of us have probably seen the, the early animated or the later live-action version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, a favorite among many. Uh, the Grinch was an angry, sad, bitter, <laughs> green creature that lived uh, with his dog, Max, uh, high up on a mountain overlooking the town of Whoville, where all the Who's lived. The Grinch hated lots of things. Uh, but he especially hated Christmas and, and all the cheer that it brought to the people of Whoville. In fact, the Who's described the Grinch as having a heart that was two sizes too small. Through a series of events that included an attempt to steal Christmas from the Who's so that they would be sad instead of happy, uh, to his surprise, when the Who's discovered that all their stuff was gone, the Who's were not sad at all. They stood around the Christmas tree and they sang that heart those heartwarming words, Fa who fores, da who dores, welcome Christmas, come this way. Every Who down in Whoville was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came somehow or other. It came just the same. Well, when the Grinch saw this, when he saw that the Who's down in Whoville were not destroyed because they had no stuff, something happened to the Grinch. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? And what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. You know, it's interesting uh, that during Christmas, in both church services, church programs, and secular movies and stories, there is an attempt to teach us what the true meaning of Christmas is. You know, at church is, remember the baby, remember the reason for the season, the manger, uh, Bethlehem, the stable. At a church program, it's Jesus. That's the real meaning of Christmas. In secular movies, it's, it's similar. Most of the time, there's no mention of Jesus, except for the Charlie Brown Christmas special. But most of the time, there's no mention of Jesus. Uh, but as with the Grinch, the theme is often, the true meaning of Christmas is not presents, it's not buying things. Christmas is about people. It's about relationships. It's about love. It's about loving your neighbor. Stop the fighting. Peace on earth. Goodwill to men. Lay down your arms. Give your neighbor a hand. Help the poor. Now, I think that Jesus would probably approve of the Grinch's epiphany with one difference, one big difference. Christmas is about love. Yes, it is. In fact, uh, it's 
about love, but not just for love's sake, not just for the human emotion of love. Christmas is about love because God is about love. In fact, God is love, as 1 John 4, 8 tells us. God is the source of love. Where does love come from in all of our Christmas relationships? It comes from not a store or just the human heart. It comes from God. During our series this Christmas season, where we're talking about the gifts that we receive from God because of Advent or because Jesus came to live among us. And last week, the gift was hope. This week, this morning, the gift because Jesus came is love. You see, God is the source of love, not the Grinch. Let's read 1 John 4, 7 through 19. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Love comes from God, not from the Grinch or the Who's or the Book of Who or our parents or even our grandparents who are, are, are loving people, I'm sure. But that's not where love comes from. It doesn't come from anyone other than God. It is God's gift to us demonstrated by Jesus, by the gift of Jesus. Years ago, most everyone, whether they were a Christian or not, lived by Christian principles. It wasn't that long ago, really. People respected each other. They treated each other with kindness and patience. People spoke truth 
They lived by their word. They lived relatively moral lifestyles. Kids respected authority and showed respect to their elders. But today, we know that things have changed, haven't they? Tremendously. Today, dishonesty, it's expected. That's just what we do. Respect for others is non-existent, especially among, among young people today, even among many Christian kids. Immorality is, is not even recognized as an issue that we need to be concerned about. Well, why do we have to bother with morality? Now, why have these things changed so much? Uh, why are things getting worse and worse and worse in our culture and really around the world? Well, it's the source. It's the source. The source of morality. The source of right living. The source of love. The source is fading away. You know, there was a time not so long ago in America where you lived in one of two camps. You've heard me say this a few times. You were either in church on Sunday or you at least knew you should be in church on Sunday. Almost everybody felt that way. No longer is that the case. Today, less and less Americans are, are in church or even believe in God uh, or have any, any thought about God or, or know anything about his, Him or His Word. A recent survey in Great Britain showed that a majority of people in England and Wales claim to have no religion. No religion. Only 46% even claimed to be or have any association with Christianity. And I'm sure a very small portion of that even practice their faith. And America is, is headed down that same road. We're probably a little better off than that than, than they are in Europe, but we're headed that way quickly. Uh, you know, in many schools, public schools, you can't even mention God. Uh, I remember when I was a kid in elementary school, every morning we said the Lord's Prayer and we memorized a scripture. And the, the Bible sat on our teacher's desk, um, but no longer. You can't even talk about God anymore. Or you can get um, expelled or, or, uh, or was kicked out of class, or reprimanded. In some places, you, you can't say the word Christmas because it has the word Christ in it. Uh, you know, you, you might just offend somebody, and so you have to say holiday or uh, winter celebration. Uh, immoral lifestyles uh, today, as we see over and over again, are, are displayed as normal. That's just that's a normal way to live. The Christian lifestyle uh, when lived the way we see it in God's Word, is considered strange and weird, uh, on the fringe. Uh, often people call Christians uh, uh, people that hate. You know, all they do is hate people. That's the, the stereotype that is placed on us today. Again, I've said before, uh, there was a time when, when Christians were considered the home team. You know what happens at a, at a ball game when you're the home team? Most of the people in the crowd are on your side. And when you come out of the locker room onto the field, everybody cheers. When the, when the visiting comes out, you know, people boo. And there's just a small little crowd cheering them on. But, uh, and that's the way it was for Christians for many years. 
When they came out on the field, most people cheered. Yay, it's the Christians. But now, uh, more and more, we are the visiting team. When Christians come out into our community, into the world, uh, most people boo. There's those people that hate everybody. Our American culture is going down the drain because the source of righteousness and love, the source is fading. Love comes from God, not the Grinch or the Who's or anywhere else. Yet, we need to recognize love is not gone. Uh, love lives, as, as John wrote, in us if we're a follower of Jesus. Love is not gone. It lives in us. Love may have faded in our culture among the population, but as long as there are Christians following Jesus, it still lives in us. 1 John 4, 10 and 11 and verse 19 again, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We love because he first loved us. Well, how do we love? If love is in us, how do we do it? What, is, what does love look like? Well, it's simple. Let's go to the source, God's word. Again, 1 John 3, verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. With actions and in truth. You know, the hope for America is, is not where a lot of people think it is. It's not the recent election that we had in November. It's not the election that's coming up on Tuesday down in Georgia. Uh, it's not uh, any other election in 2024 or any kind of political or government solution. That's not the hope for America. <coughs> the hope for America is not a revived economy. It's not lower inflation, cheaper gas. Uh, you know, if our economy gets better, you know, it makes it more comfortable, right? Uh, I bought a few items yesterday at Harris Teeter and it was like $110. It was like, whoa, it's just like five things there. <clears throat> um, it's certainly more comfortable if inflation goes down. Um, but that does nothing for America's soul. <laughs> inflation doesn't help our soul. Uh, it, it wouldn't make kids respect authority more. Uh, it wouldn't make us more honest. Lower inflation uh, wouldn't cause us to choose a more moral lifestyle uh, or help us choose right over wrong. Saving the planet will not save America. There might be more snail darters in the creeks, uh, but it won't reduce broken families and fatherless children. The hope for America is not all those things that we sometimes think. The hope for America is you and me. Followers of Jesus. Uh, it's people who have the love of Christ in them, sharing that love with people around them in their lives. It's people who have the love of Christ demonstrating to people uh, what it means to know Jesus and have a relationship with him. 
So let's not love with words, as John said. Let us not just say we love somebody. Let us love with action. Action. And also love with truth. So uh, let's love. Folks, followers of Jesus, fellow followers of Jesus, let's love. How many times at, at Christmas have, have we just loved with words? That's easy to do, isn't it? Uh, so often we go to church programs and we hear the message. Maybe we hear the message of, at our drama this weekend. Uh, you know, the real meaning of Christmas is Jesus. The real meaning of Christmas is that child in the manger. He's the reason for the season. Worship him, serve him, love him. So we hear that message. <clears throat> and we know it's true. Yet often it ends up, what? Just being words that we say, that we sing. We sang them today, this morning. And then our actions revert back to where it often ends, on me, on myself, and not on others. So this Christmas and in our lives, let's change that. Let's change that. Let's love. Not just with words, but with action. You know, we understand, you and I, the reason for the season. And it's not like the, the Grinch thought that, uh, that oh, oh that they just have love in their hearts and, and we just stand around the Christmas tree and sing the, the weird song. No, it's, it's, uh, it's Jesus. That's the reason for the season. And if we understand what matters most to God, what's most important to God, Somebody asked Jesus that one day in Matthew 22, 34 through 40. You've heard it many, many times from up here. Uh, the two great commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, there's nothing more important to God than those two things. Nothing. Uh, and then we take those two commandments and we put them into action by finding ways to love others. Love with action love with action let's not love just with words um, some suggestions that of ways that we could love with with action might be to adopt a family you know next week we'll have the angel tree out there and and uh for christmas time you could gra grab one or two of those angels and 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 bring a little bit of, of joy to uh someone who could use a little bit at this time of year but not just at christmas hey we could adopt a a family throughout the whole year to help them with various needs that they have, to be a friend to them, uh, to, to show them the love of Christ, to, to help them know Christ as their Savior. Um, uh, maybe let, let the kids or grandkids help you pick out the gift for that person that you are adopting this Christmas so they can have a part in it and, 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 and uh, know the joy of giving to someone else. You could give to Hope Station. Um, we, uh, we have a volunteer, Carla uh, Allen. Was, I went to go deliver some things the other day. Uh, and, uh, and lo and behold, there was Carla. It was her first day volunteering for Hope Station. Uh, the fries are, uh, are sort of our uh, uh, contact point for Hope Station. There's a bin right out there that, uh, where you can, on the first Sunday of every month, which is today, you can bring food, but you can bring it anytime, really, just any Sunday. Put it in the bin, and they're, they're going to be delivering it, too, to, to provide a little nourishment for people that need it. Um, uh, Wesley Shelter is another opportunity to, to love with, uh, with action. Uh, volunteer 
in an outreach organization that that uh, exists in our community, like several of you volunteer at Red Cross, Soup Kitchen, uh, other places, again, Hope Station. Um, just get out there uh, and, and help be hands and feet to help individuals with some of their physical needs. Maybe you don't have a, a, any money or enough money to buy something for a, a family this Christmas. Uh, volunteer your time. We, you, you might have some time. You probably have some time. So volunteer with our youth here at church. Uh, or in the schools, they're regularly looking for volunteers or something like scouts or, or, or some other uh, program where you could be uh, uh, of help to show the love of Christ wherever you uh, volunteer. The love of Christ still exists in America, in the followers of Jesus, uh, but only when it is demonstrated through our actions, not with just saying it with our mouth. You know, words alone are useless. They're useless. Knowledge alone is useless. Uh, only when, when combined with action is it, is it worthwhile. So let's love all. Uh, those that we care about, friends, family, uh, people that are in need, maybe even people we don't know. Uh, maybe a neighbor that we, we've never seen before, never spoken to before. Invite them to the to the drama this weekend. Uh, action is reaching out and demonstrating your love to others. Love is action, but it's also truth. Love, John says love in action, but also love in truth. And that's just as important. Um, not only does John call us to love with action, but he also calls us to love in truth. You know, a lot of people in the world who are not Christians you know what? They demonstrate love in their lives. Um, they, a lot of non-Christians give to charity, lots, lots of money to charity sometimes. Uh, a lot of people who don't know Jesus as their Savior volunteer in organizations in the community uh, to help the poor. A lot of people who aren't Christians sent money to Ukraine uh, to help them. Uh, and, and while those efforts may help relieve some misery, some physical misery temporarily uh, by providing some physical need that, that people have. If that help is not accompanied by the love of Christ and the truth of Christ, then that help is incomplete. It's incomplete. It's temporary, really. You know, many in Ukraine and around the world are suffering right now tremendously. Um, and the world's answer is feed and clothe them, which is good uh, because they need food and they need clothing and they need electricity and they need all the things that the human soul needs, the human body needs. Um, um, but, but that, when we meet a physical need of someone, that only solves one of their problems, their physical problem. Um, once that's solved, and usually that's just temporary because you're hungry today, but then you're also hungry tomorrow and the next day and, and a year from now. Once the physical need is met, then what? Then what? Food is necessary to live in this life. But what about after this life is over? Because all of us are going to pass away from this physical life. What then? What then? And, and what can help a poor and hungry 
uh, person find also some wonderful things in this life, like joy and hope, peace and love. Find those things even in a war-torn country like Ukraine. Joy, hope, peace, love. How can people find those things as well? Uh, despite their physical circumstances. Without those things, you know what? They might have a full belly, but their life will be empty. It's great to feed the hungry, but we must also uh, minister uh, to, to folks spiritually as well to help them find help and nourishment for their souls. Much like the Choices Women's Center is doing right now, uh, used to be called the Wilson Pregnancy Center. For years, we supported them as one of our primary mission points. I had the opportunity this week to go visit their new facility for the first time. Um, just to let you know, we uh, were able to donate $500 to them this week, which uh, paid off their mortgage. Um, and they, that beautiful facility that they have down there downtown is now paid for. Uh, and so I went to deliver the check, and, and I'd never been inside before. So um, Valerie, who is the, the manager, uh, or the director of the center, uh, gave me a tour of, of this place. Uh, it's just top of the line. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And, and their facility is, is just everything that they've always needed. She showed me the different places where you can go, uh, where, the, where the counseling is done for women who find themselves in crisis pregnancies. Um, and uh, they show, she showed me this beautiful room that was filled with baby clothes and, and equipment and, and furniture and things like that, that uh, once the ladies complete this, the program that they have there, they can go in and, and shop and, and get things for free uh, for their, themselves and for their children, their, their new babies. So they were meeting their physical needs but then she was very quick to tell me, you know, we also minister to their spiritual needs. We tell them about Jesus Christ. We don't try to force Christ on them, but we let them know that there's, there's more to life than just baby clothes and, and, and formula. You know, there, there's also nourishment for the soul uh, through Jesus Christ, salvation found in him. Uh, again, love, joy, peace. Um, hope, all those things that we all desperately want. And, and so their ministry is very balanced. And yeah, we want to help your physical need. We want to help you choose to have this baby rather than abort it. Uh, and we also want to tell you about your wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, um, and so that's, that's so important that we, whenever we try to reach out to help someone, that we, we deliver it with the love of Christ and even take opportunities to tell them about Christ as we deliver it, uh, as we give it. Uh, we love in truth by teaching uh, the truth uh, that as we meet their physical need, we share with them the truth of Christ. We also love in truth by living the truth. Again, it's more than just things that come out of our mouth. We must demonstrate it in our lives. You know, how can we expect someone to, to be honest if we're not honest? You know, how can we expect our children to make moral lifestyle choices if, if mom and dad don't make moral lifestyle choices? Um, 
Can we expect our children to do anything different than we do as parents and even grandparents? Uh, so living the truth is also a way of teaching the truth while we love, while we love. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 and 6, uh, a, a great prophecy in the Old Testament about uh, this season of the year. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As in the days of Isaiah, which first spoke those words, uh, people today are walking in darkness. It's so dark in their lives, and they don't even know it. Uh, they need the light of Christ. They need their wonderful counselor, their mighty God, their everlasting father. They need the prince of peace in their life. And you and I have him. You and I have him if we're Christians. You and I are called to share him with those who are in darkness. And we do it by loving them. Not with words, but with action. Feeding, clothing, shelter, time, energy. And we do it in truth. Truth that, that can help them know true peace in their life. You and I are the vessels that carry God's love. So let's love. Father, I thank you so much for your love for us demonstrated in Jesus. Oh, what, a, what a blessing it was to, for all of us to have you love us by giving yourself to us, by becoming a human being and living in this dark world and dealing with all the, the mess that you have to deal with as a human being uh, and, and even all the temptations, yet your son Jesus never gave in to that temptation. So thank you for giving us Jesus who lived a perfect life and gave that perfect life on the cross. Man, it's an act of love that we can't even comprehend. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'll help us. Because you loved us, we will love others. Uh, and we'll do it not just in words, but in action and in truth. Uh, help us to love. We love you. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.